Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. Starting with AEW Dark Elevation, Sky Blue defeats Zoe Dubois. Dubois, who has little wrestling experience making her debut here. She has a little bit of like a black swan type gimmick with the way she moves and the way she wrestles. Pretty unique here. But Blue was able to hit her with the Skyfall for the pen. The Butcher and the Blade defeated David McCallion and Richie Slade, with the Butcher getting the pen after they had dragged the lake. We see a backstage brawl between Athena and Yuka Sakazaki that had to be pulled apart as they're leading up to this match. Roosh and Preston Vance, or um, Pedro Peligroso, defeated Papacito Negro and Papacito Blanco, the Papacitos, uh, who are masked wrestlers trying to hide their identities, but after some uh, Sino investigation work and matching up their tattoos and just realizing that this is out in Fresno, California, these are Bad Dude Tito and Che Cabrera, who can be seen weekly on New Japan Strong. But Rush and Vance are able to hit the bull's horns and a lariat back-to-back to pilot the Papacitos for the pen, and then after the match, they pull off their masks, but we don't clearly get to see their faces. Emi Sakura defeated Brooke Havoc in dominant fashion after hitting a top rope moonsault. Ari Davari and Tony Nice defeated Big Fonz and Jordan Cruz with Nice pinning Fonz after hitting the running Nice. A nice little reunion here from Davari and Nice from their 205 Live days. And I did hear one of them, I want to say it was Davari, uh, mentioned on the AEW podcast how he hoped that they would reunite in AEW. So it's cool that they're finally able to do that. In the last match here, the Dark Order defeated Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth, and Serpentico. This match got really, really fun at the end. Uh, got really fast, everybody got their shit in, but Alex Reynolds was able to pin Avalon after hitting the German suplex jackknife combo. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark, these are from the Universal Studios set of tapings, as Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeats Billy Starks, the rare appearance for, on Dark for Baker. That's the first time in about two years, and her first time here at the Universal Studios. Uh, Rebel at one point comes in and gets in the way and protects uh, Baker by taking a senton from Starks. Uh, Baker even bled up a little bit from her nose, as she usually does, but she's able to hit the Destroyer and the Stomp to get the pin. More trios action from the Dark Order as they defeat the team of Vari Morales, Balian Aki, and Marcus Cross, where Evil Uno pinning Cross after they hit the Pendulum Bomb. Tony Deppin defeated Serpentico. Bryce Rensburg ejected both Angelico and Luther on the outside for getting involved, and Deppin is able to use his distraction to roll up Serpentico to get his first victory here in AEW. Matt Seidel defeated Caesar Bononi. Uh, funny moment here, as this was filmed before Peter Avalon cut off his hair, so Taz and Excalibur had to kind of like explain that he got extensions and got all this work done on his hair uh, to make it magically grow, uh, grow back for this match. Quick win here with Seidel rolling up Bononi out of nowhere for the pin, and then Ryan Nemeth ran out. The wingman started attacking Seidel until Top Flight ran out for the save, so I'm sure we'll be getting some sort of six-man or tag team match out of this. Harley Cameron defeated Brittany J. Brittany J., is Brittany Jade here, but of course, you wouldn't want to confuse people and think that she's Jade Cargill, so they have to change her name here. And this is actually Cameron's second match in AEW. She's fairly new to wrestling. Most people might know her from her singing group that she has with Shotzi Blackheart and Scarlett over there in WWE. And she's able to get her first win here, winning with a backstabber. Madison Rain defeated Casey Lennox very easily in a little over a minute with a faceplant. Action Andretti defeated Bronson, as this is the uh, Action Bronson match here, with uh, after hitting a running shooting star press, as usually does. This is one of the longest and best matches on the show, with Bronson tossing Andretti around like nothing. Uh, really taking it to Andretti, but he's able to hit his finisher for the win. And the main event here, Mascara Dorada defeated Anthony Henry. Uh, J.D. Drake in the outside got involved a little bit, but Dorada was able to hit the elbow drop off the ropes for the win, and another great match here on Dark. We go to Impact Wrestling on Before the Impact. Angels and Khan of the Design defeated Delirious and Yuri Romora. Uh, Gia Miller actually replaced Matthew Raywell in commentary for this match. Maybe they're testing her out a little bit. And I think she did pretty good in what I think is her first time on commentary. Angels is able to get the win on Delirious uh, after he hits his spinning back kick that he calls the Halo Strike. And after the match, Dino demanded Callahan comes to the ring. And they cut off his music as... um. As they say that the death machine is now dead, and they tell him to take out Delirious, which he did, with the Cactus Driver in 97. 
The main show started with a graphic in memory of Jay Briscoe. We then went to Mickey James, who's in the ring, to celebrate her winning the knockout championship at Hard to Kill, but Bully Ray quickly interrupts her and keeps telling Mickey to leave, but she holds her ground. They keep going back and forth about who was in the real main event of Hard to Kill. Bully then said that Josh Alexander would have been nobody if it wasn't for him. Uh, Bully gave Mickey one last warning, but Mickey said that she's gonna have, he's gonna have to do it himself. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans come out, and they said that they want to see Mickey and Bully Ray fight, as Tasha said Mickey still can't beat her. Tasha and Evans then went to attack Mickey until Frankie Kazarian and Jordan Grace come out to even it up. Santino Morella comes out and was trying to figure out what to do with this until Ernest, the cat Miller, comes out and says that he has experience with stuff like this as he was a commissioner for WCW Nitro and suggested a six-person match between them, which we will go to right now. With Mickey James, Frankie Kazarian, and Jordan Grace defeating Bully Ray, Tasha Steeles, and Savannah Evans, there was a little physicality between Grace and Bully before Bully just abandoned his team. James ends up hitting a top rope that's press on steals for the pen. Masha Slamovich comes out and, and gets in Mickey's face as the official challenge has been put out to her. Santino is backstage with the cat and revealed a new six-way match called the Golden Six-Shooter Match, where the winner will face Josh, Josh Alexander in No Surrender, and we'll get this match next week. Uh, he then gets interrupted by Steve Macklin, who's upset that he's not in this match because this match is only former world champions. So they set up a match between him and Dirty Dango, who was there trying to defend Santino. Deanna Peraza defeated Ashley Dumbois. Uh, Dumbois, who's been on AEW Dark and NWA, making her Impact debut here. Peraza was able to qu- make quick work of her and beat her after hitting the Queen's Gambit. Gia Miller was in the basement, a little frightened, looking for PCL, and when she finds him, he just yells and screams at her. Trey Miguel sits down with Ashley Dumbois backstage and tries to give her some advice, but he felt disrespected by her until Mike Jackson comes in to defend her and challenges Miguel for the X Division title, which we'll see next week. Killer Kelly defeated Taylor Wilde. Fun match here with a good back and forth ending until Kelly put on the killer clutch as Wilde taps out. Backstage, Diener tells Callahan that he needs to win the six-shooter match and bring the Impact World title to the design, and if he loses, there will be consequences. Giselle Shaw tells Santino that she wants a tag team title shot, but they couldn't find Shaw a partner, so Santino says that he'll find her one since nobody likes her. Steve Macklin defeated Dirty Dangle after hitting the crosshairs in the KIA. Dave LaGreca has a sit-down interview with Tommy Dreamer, says that how it's been uh, you know it's been awkward on Busted Open Radio lately with him and Bully Ray and their you know the relationship that they're having here, and he's asking if there's any way to mend this relationship, and Dreamer says no, and that he'll be going to war with Bully Ray. In the main event here, the pit fight match, Mike Bailey defeated Kenny King. This is no ropes, no ropes, uh, no turnbuckles, pretty much like blood sport style. Um and a throwback to my favorite type of matches during the pandemic era. They fight in and out of the ring until King gets a chair involved towards the end. Bailey hits a wild twisting splash from the top of the ring post. That is pretty cool. Uh, he got a little bloody as well, which you don't really see from Speedball. And he ends up using the chair that King introduced and kicking King in the face with the chair to knock him out and get the win here. Definitely check out this match if you haven't. I'm pretty sure their YouTube, uh, which you're usually good at putting up matches like this, does have it on there for you. We go to MLW Fusion. Trisha Dora defeated Gia Scott. Dora and Scott, both familiar faces from AEW Dark and Ring of Honor, making their MLW debuts here. And Adora gets the win after hitting the Lariat Tubman, still one of my favorite finishing move names uh, for the pin here. We get a video that Sam Adonis is coming soon to MLW, if you're not too familiar. He wrestles down in Mexico. He's also uh, been at NWA, and he is the brother of Corey Graves. Alec Price defeated TJ Crawford. Uh, two more wrestlers making the MLW debut. Price has appeared on GCW quite a bit. And it wins with a su- uh, surprise kick that he calls a prize possession. And a main event here, Jacob Fatu defeated Ben K. Ben K's from Dragon Gate making his MLW de- debut. Uh, Alex Hammerstone was on commentary for this match. This is my first time seeing Ben K, and I heard nothing but great things about him. And this match was indeed great. Um... Ben K made Fatu look even better in this match, and he won after hitting a double springboard moonsault. Um, no wonder they took this match from one of the more recent tapings and added it to this show. And after the match, Fatu thanked Ben K, and Ben K got on the mic and thanked him back. Um, I'll be covering the second MLW show as well. 
once that starts. Um, and I'm kind of happy that they added the second show because with Fusion only doing two to three matches a week, I feel like they're never going to catch up to uh, the newer shows as they have two more tapings to air as well as another taping that's set up uh, for next week. We go to Woman of Wrestling as Exodus and Genesis of Exile defeated the Heavy Metal Sisters, Fury and Razor, with Exodus pinning Razor after hitting Total Elimination double team move from Exile. Gigi Gianni defeated the debuting Jennifer Flores with an Alabama Slam. Uh, Flores is Jasmine Allure, who's been popular in the indies. She's also been in WWE Main Event, AW, and NWA. She has like this Gen Z type gimmick, uh, saying that she's the youngest in WoW and she likes the social media and all this type of stuff. So that's her gimmick. Reina Del Rey defeated Sahara Spears with the Rough Rider. In a quick but hard-hitting match, they did note that Sahara Spars no longer is going to be using the Commander nickname. And Jesse Jones and the Mother Truckers, where Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag defeated G.I. Jane, Ice Cold, and the Disciplinarian, with Jones making the Disciplinarian tap out to an armbar. For the uh, NWA here, we get our second part of the Austin Idol. A sit-down interview with that Billy Corgan conducted. Uh... Just as good as the last one. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. They go through a lot of NWA wrestlers and Austin Idol's thoughts on them. They show some pictures as well. A lot of pretty cool stories. If you're not too familiar with uh, Austin Idol or just NWA in general, I feel like you can cool. You can uh, learn a lot about this. NXT Level Up. Matt Camp debuts as Su- uh, Sudo Shah's replacement, along with Byron Saxton on commentary. Nikita Lyons defeated Jacaro Jackson. Uh, it's noted that Lyons and Jackson are close outside of the ring, and they both generally look excited to be in this match together here but Lyons hits her split-legged drop for the pen in her level up debut and i just was informed that i guess due to what happened on nxt well storyline wise it looks like nikita Lyons is sidelined with an injury so we looks like we won't be seeing her for any time soon damon kemp defeated tank ledger good showing from both of these guys but kemp is able to hit the uranagi onto his knee for the pen and joe gacy defeated odyssey jones odyssey gave all of all his gave his all for this one but gacy was able to hit his handspring lariat for the win we go to New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. The West Coast Wrecking Crew defeated C4 with Royce Isaacs pinning Cody Chun after Jarrell Nelson hit a top rope elbow drop. Kenta defeated QT Marshall. The referee got knocked down and they both got a chair involved that they both used until Kenta hit a DDT on the chair, followed by go to sleep for the pin. And the Motor City Machine Guns, they defended their strong openweight tag team championship against Rapungi Vice in a first-time matchup between these two teams. It was a really, really fun match here that ends with the guns hitting the dirt bomb as Chris Saban pinned Rocky Romero to retain. On main event, Dana Brooke defeated Zoe Stark. Uh, pretty much, Brooke got her revenge here after losing to Stark in their first match last year. Brooke blocks Stark's finisher at the end and rolls her up for the pen. And the second match here was Dexter Loomis defeated Charlie Dempsey, making his main event debut. It was actually Dexter Loomis's debut as well on main event, technically. Um, and Dexter Loomis does win here in an interesting mix of styles here, but he's able to escape out of a stretch by Dempsey and put on the silencer as Dempsey taps out. The only WWE Network editions of the week were WXW We Love Wrestling number 38, as well as 10 more episodes from WWE Superstars from 1996, and it has been announced that Progress Wrestling and ICW are officially gone from the WWE Network. Not, not, um, not only are they not going to upload any new episodes, but it looks like all the back catalog has been removed as well. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>